Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today, I'd like to look at the human condition. We are humans. And as such, we tend to think of ourselves as being a kingdom completely apart from the animal kingdom. Just as the animal kingdom shares many things in common with the plant kingdom, we are composed of cells and DNA and, and so on, I think of the animal kingdom as essentially apart from the plant kingdom and the human kingdom as being apart from the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom being apart from the mineral kingdom. Uh, and in fact, my mentor, Arthur Young, who developed a wonderful cosmological theory embodied in his book, The Reflexive Universe, which contains a periodic table of everything, regards the human kingdom as one of the uh, seven major uh, kingdoms in existence on this planet, starting with uh, subatomic particles and then atoms and then molecules and then uh, living molecules, plants, animals, and humans. So, the question is, what does it mean to be human? What is human nature all about? Many people would say, if, if you're in the military, for example, they would say, well, we need a military because humans have always made war with each other at least as far as we know throughout all of recorded history. We are an aggressive species. We make war against each other. And people will also say, you know, one of the first casualties of war is the truth. Because we make war with each other, we also have a propensity to lie and to hide, to conceal, to try and surprise people if we are uh, attacking them, for example. So, there is a lot of uh, negativity to be said about the human race, at least in terms of what we know of our written history. There are some people who suggest that in prehistoric times, humans weren't so violent. That maybe this is a uh, cultural affectation that developed over time. But maybe we need to take an even deeper look because as human beings. We are part of the natural world. We are part of nature. As much as we'd like to uh, escape from nature and, and live in what we call civilization, we are composed of cells and we are living organisms. And as such, we compete with other living organisms for our own survival. We look at the world around us and we try to maximize our survival potential and we see that, you know, we're competing with uh, <laughs> actually, we're more or less at the top of the food chain. So, it's not as if we're competing for food, particularly with other organisms, unless they happen to be rats or cockroaches or pests of, of some sort. We primarily compete with each other, but in the process of doing that, we are destroyed many species on this planet. 
many species. We are now living through one of the largest mass extinctions in the history of the planet. And it's a mass extinction not caused by a comet or an asteroid as in uh, previous mass extinctions, but caused by our own behavior. And it started in prehistoric times. It's uh, pretty well acknowledged that the earliest humans uh, killed off many large animals that were alive at that time, like the uh, woolly mammoth, hunted them to extinction and other large animals. So, I think it's fair to say that we, have, we are hunters, we, uh, we can be aggressive, and we also have, according to the data of 150 years of parapsychology, we have a propensity for a modicum of psychic experience. That's part of what it means to be human as well. And along with the psychic side of things, that gives us the capacity for empathy, for feeling the pain of another person, and then the capacity for love and communion with other people, and the capacity for spiritual realization, altered states of consciousness, higher states of consciousness, a sense of communing with nature, not just struggling with nature, not just fighting with nature. So, we're a species that can go in different directions. We can go high or we can go low. But what does that mean for you? What does that mean for me? I guess one might say it means that the future is in our hands collectively. And yet, we don't behave very well as a collective species if we're always making war and entering into conflicts and rivalries with other members of our own species. If the human race is going to survive and thrive, it would seem to me that we need to act as a whole. We need to act as a unity, a a uh, house divided against itself cannot stand. It's an old political saying. But how does that apply to the human race? I met um, a woman named Shelley Thompson many years ago, a very interesting, gifted remote viewer who believed herself to be in touch with many different alien species using remote viewing. And when I say alien, I mean uh, from outer space. And she said, they don't regard us as an intelligent species. What they see when they look at the human race is they see we create pyramidal structures with an alpha male at the top of each of those structures. And then those pyramids fight with each other. The alpha males try to uh, overcome each other. That's the way human society has developed, and it's worked well so far. But you know, human beings have been on this planet a short time, uh, relatively. Maybe, well, let's take uh, Michael Cremo's 
uh, possibilities, maybe even a few million years, but that's still very short in the biological life of this planet, which is close to four billion years. And if our race is going to survive, and of course, if you study a lot of science fiction works, uh, you may come to the conclusion that we won't, that we, maybe we'll evolve into another species that will survive, but we won't. If we ever are to survive, even in a new form as a, a, a newly evolved species, we have to be able to act for the benefit of the entire species. And that means for the benefit of the whole ecosystem of which we are part, of the natural system of which we are a part. And I suspect until we can do that, our ability to grow in terms of our psychic and spiritual awareness is going to be quite limited. Thank you for being with me.